When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Everything Is Black and White podcast brought to you by Chronicle Live and sponsored by Hodgson Motor Group, bringing you the latest insight into everything to do with Newcastle United. Find us on iTunes, Spotify or most podcast providers. Hello and welcome to Everything Is Black and White podcast. It's time for our weekend preview. Newcastle welcome Bournemouth to St James Park this Saturday. I'm joined by Bournemouth Echoes' Tom Crocker, who will be travelling up later this week um, to follow the Cherries to St James' Park. Thank you very much for joining us, Tom. Perfect. Thank you for having me on. So, yeah, it's going to be a long old trip, but, yeah, looking forward to it very much so. I can imagine. How how long does it take you to get up? Uh, it's the first time I've actually done it. I think it's going to be around seven hours. I think coming up on Friday night, so or Friday afternoon slash night. So um, yeah, a long day Friday and then a long day back on Saturday. So yeah, quite, um, yeah quite take a while, distance. but there we go. It's, yeah, it's just, uh, it's one I mean, of how many fans? Do, really. How many fans are you expecting to bring up? Do you think Bournemouth will uh, have the sold out their allocation? Uh, I'm not sure if it. I mean, they've had quite a lot of sort of Midlands trips already this season, which they've sold out fairly well. But um, say so this is quite a long one, but it is the last game before the international break. So I'd like to think they would. They're going quite well as well, so I think they take a fair few up there. But yeah, it's a, a sort of big commitment to, to go up. But being on a Saturday at three o'clock, you'd like to think that that sort of help out a little bit. You've mentioned there that Bournemouth are going very well at the moment. Obviously, they come in to this game having beaten Manchester United at home one um, 0 much like Newcastle did a few weeks back. Um, just how was the performance? Was it a case that Bournemouth were, were very good and United were very poor, um, or was it a, a bit of both? Yeah, probably a bit of both again. I mean, Bournemouth went into it without scoring three games before that. And, uh, yeah, hadn't really looked like scoring in, in quite a few of those games as well. So it was very much they, they needed to get the, the points on the board. They, they had a couple of nil-nils going into that game at Man United. So uh, against Norwich and Watford, obviously the bottom two sides in the league. So I wouldn't say sort of pressure was building, but they wanted to get that win again as soon as they could, really. And, um, yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't a brilliant game. I think they, they got the goal just before half-time and... The second half was not really a rear-guard action, but they defended really well and kept the goalkeeper fairly fairly quiet. Obviously, Man United aren't the best this season, and that's that's obviously a different conversation. But um, but yeah, in terms of Bournemouth and what they did, I think they they probably deserved the win in the end. Man United didn't really create too much, and say the two centre-backs in particular at Bournemouth, Steve Cook and Nathan Ake, kept them really, really quiet and continued their impressive run. Now it's three clean sheets in a row, which they haven't done all too often, and... Yeah, that's that's certainly one thing they've, they seem to have tightened up a little bit in recent weeks, which should be a bit of a big boost to the to the management. I think you mentioned there there the draws they had in the run up to that game. Mm. Uh, so that that's the first win in five, or that's one win in five, and it, I think it's three draws, is it, and one defeat. Um, so not a bad run of form to bring into this game. No, I say like that 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 game for Man United was was important just to get another win. Like you said, they hadn't really won many games; they've had draws and. Drew at home to Norwich and didn't play well at all that day and lost 1-0 at Arsenal a week before, just before the, yeah, two weeks before I think it was, before the international break, they lost 1-0 up there and and then Drew 0-0 away at Watford, played a little bit better, but say Watford are a team that have won all season, so to only get two points from games against Norwich and Watford wasn't really the best return, so um, 
that say they, they played better against against Watford and they played fairly well at Arsenal in the second half up there without getting anything from it. So to get the, the win against Maynard has been a big boost to everyone now and suddenly the table looks a lot brighter. It's quite tight in that middle of the table still from sort of sixth, seventh all the way down to the bottom four, four or five really. So those three points were, were really big and I think it put some seventh in the league which obviously looks a bit better and the confidence they got from that win on Saturday. I think you could tell from from speaking to everyone afterwards just how, how important that game that game felt to them even though like say Man United aren't what they were a few years ago but still beating them at any point at any point so in the second time they've done that um, in the Premier League so yeah that was a really big win and now it feels like if they go to Newcastle and get something at the weekend they'll go into the international break on a real high So that was obviously a victory at home but what are Bournemouth like on the road? Surprisingly better this season than they, than they've struggled towards the end of last season but this season they've I think they before Saturday they picked up more points on the road actually than at home. So um, not I don't think the performances are on the road are particularly brilliant in terms of the attacking play. But they've they've sort of got in front of some of these games and then in the second half kept teams out. So they went to Southampton and got a couple of goals up the ground they'd never won at before and and saw that out in the second half had to defend quite a lot but got the win there and. Yeah, the first away game of the season they went to Villa and Villa was rocking their first game back in the Premier League and they quieted them down scoring straight away and saw them out in the second half as well to win up there. So, um, yeah, I think the, the only defeats they've had were at Arsenal and at Leicester who are obviously going really well this season and then they drew at Watford. So, I mean, the, the away performances, they've been generally better than expected, really, I think, in terms of the way you look at last season. They struggled to get points on the road and this season now it's very much a, an even split home and away. So, that's that's obviously a a pleasant relief to everyone and yeah I think that by that token they'll go to Newcastle relatively confident they can get something given the the only away games they've lost are like saying it's Arsenal and Leicester um, but on the flip side of that they've they've obviously come unstuck a couple of times at Newcastle not not too distance pass as well so yeah it's, it's one that, that they'll look at and, and I think target the, the, the three points for sure but um, Newcastle at home is, is never, never an easy fixture Josh King scores against Manchester United I heard someone say that he's been playing a bit more of a wide role and he was put more into the centre. Was was that the case? Is that is that why he's not really picked up on the form he's had over the past couple of seasons? He's been played a bit more out on the wide? Yeah, I think Saturday he actually did play in the middle, um, which probably led to the fact he scored. But yeah, he's, he's in earlier part of the season, Dominic Solanke's been given a run down the middle with Callum Wilson, so that's meant Kings had to go up wide. I mean, the, it's been one of the big problems really this season, the the forward attacking players struggled a bit. Ryan Fraser hasn't hit the heights of last season. Yeah, they're struggling a bit going forward, so they put Solanke in there, and King was forced to go out wide. Not not a role he particularly enjoys by by any stretch of imagination, but it's one that he obviously he played well when he was out there, um, which sort of led the manager to keep him out wide. But he's come back into the centre in the last couple of weeks, and yeah, he needed that goal. Really. I think it's his third of the season. Uh, one of those was a penalty as well, so he just needed to to get a goal. The club needed a goal as well, and. It was a brilliant finish from him, so I think it'll very much be a case of him staying down the middle for the for the game at the weekend. I'll be surprised if he moved him back out wide now, but yeah, he was out wide for quite a bit of the spell earlier in the season, but he's, he's one of those players that plays pretty much every week, so I think he's, he was on the bench for, for one of the games, and that was the first time he'd been left out the side since Boxing Day, so that shows us how important part of the team he is. In terms of you know, Bournemouth's style of play, for those who haven't watched them regularly, can you just explain to our listeners um, how they set up, how they approach... Um, how they approach games? Yeah, so it's it's generally sort of four four two. I mean, they have tinker of the back three at times, but generally for the last good number of weeks now, it's a four four two or a four four one one. It's yeah, they like 
fast attacking football really and that's that's the way they try and do it but the, like I said the goals have dried up it's just one goal in four games which is unheard of really for an early how born side but the flip side of that they seem to be a bit more solid defensively this year um, which I think has been the problem in the last few years is why they haven't quite managed to, to push around any further than they have done they've leaked too many goals but they seem to have tightened that up they've added Philip Billing in the middle of the park and him and Lerma in the centre of the midfield to just support the back four really well. Um, Lerma's suspended for the weekend, which could be could be a big problem for the for the team. But yeah, they 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 seem to have tightened up a bit at the back, and that might have hampered their normal attacking intent. But I think the, the amount of players I've spoken to and just say that that there's so much more to come from from the team and the squad. And you can see when they're playing that there's patches in the game where they they do look quite dangerous, and then they'll just go off the boil completely for long spells of the game and not create too many chances which is I would say not not quite what you expect from Bournemouth but the defensive side of the game is certainly something which seems to be improving um, and I think with the players they've got the goals will come again so it's just it's waiting for them to, to just click in one game really You mentioned Lerma there that was going to be my next question just how big mm-hmm. of a miss will he be and who do you think will come in to replace him? Yeah it's, it's a big miss Just he, he's one of those guys who you have to sort of account for these things I think he's got the most Premier League yellow card since he's come into the league last season so <laughs> suspensions are are something you have to get used to with him but when he is out the side it's it's difficult to replace just because there's no one really in the same sort of mould they can bring in that's why he's such a big signing he's the club's record signing still last summer so um, I say Billing will play I imagine Lewis Cook will come in instead which he's still he's really talented player Lewis Cook but completely different sort of player to Lerma which might have to change how they play a little bit but in terms of Options are a little bit struggling in terms of central midfielders. Sermon's out injured. I think Dan Gosling's just back, but hasn't played all season. Obviously, a former Newcastle player. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't think he'll be ready to come in and start. I'd be surprised he hasn't played since I think April. So, um, you'd imagine it'll be Lewis Cook and Billing, which they've had a couple of times this season. But yeah, missing Lerma is just his ball winning in the middle of the park is, is something that, that they're going to have to try and find a way around. Um, I think he's missed two or missed one game through injury, which is against Norwich and. Another one he was on the bench for, which Lewis Cook actually played very well in that game against Everton. So it's not it's not a disaster, but I think yeah, the players know that it's a big mess. And they might just have to to change what they do a little bit, and I think he'll be put a bit more impetus on Philip Billing to be that ball-winning midfielder even more than he is normally. And other than Luma, is he the only one missing uh, this weekend? Is there any injury doubts knocking around? Yeah, I don't think there's anything sort of fresh. There's still they've still got a relatively long injury list. Um, David Brooks is the main one that still hasn't played all season. He's I think when he's fit, he'll be one that will go straight back into the team. He's such a talented player. But in terms of the rest of the guys from from the last week, I don't think off the top of my head anyone picked up anything new. So yeah, it's it's been a problem for the last year or so. Really, the the lengthy injury list it seems to be shortening a little bit. But um, but yeah, I think that the, the squad as it is now. So everyone says when a lot. I think a lot of these players I've spoken to, one of the ones who have been there since. Premier League started they feel this is going to be the, the strongest squad they've ever had at Bournemouth but it's just a case of getting them all fit at the same time and that hasn't quite been the case but they are working towards that now but I'd imagine I'd be surprised if there's more than just that change for Lerma, Lerma out for the weekend I don't think there'll be too many more changes from the team that played against Man United So on to Newcastle and what's mm. the opinion of Newcastle down on the south coast is this a game that Eddie Howe and the supporters will be looking at and, and thinking you know we, we should be going to the north east and coming back with three points I think it's what they'll be hoping for. I mean, just personally, from my general opinion of Newcastle, is that 
generally quite solid at the back and don't tend to create too much at the other end. But I mean, that was all sort of blown out the window at West Ham of the weekend, which is a surprised me as an outlooker looking on to, to that game. But um, yeah, I think they're a team that generally quite quite hard to break down. I mean, something I spoke with um, Steve Cook about at the weekend, actually, he mentioned that Newcastle played a lot of the top six teams already and still picked up points against them. So he, he certainly feels that they're, they're going to be a tough tough challenge and given the, the perhaps a, the position of the table is a little bit false but um, yeah I think it's going to be an interesting one this one that Bournemouth I think given some of the performances and the results they have had away from home they've, they've gone like they've gone to Southampton one gone to Aston Villa and one and I think they'll be looking at it and thinking they can get one again they, they mentioned so often about getting back to back wins and this is another chance to do that now just before the international break um, the last two international breaks the games before they've lost so it's a real big motivation to get that and get those points on the board. And if they do, there's every chance they'll be sort of sixth or seventh going into the international break, which will be obviously a massive thing for the club. And so, what do you think Steve Bruce will look to take advantage of in terms of uh, Bournemouth's weakness? And what is their biggest weakness? Is it not scoring enough goals? Or, I mean, we've spoken about how good the defence is. So, I, is it up top where they have got a bit of an issue? Yeah, it's a sort of this strange one to say, but at the moment they are struggling to score many goals or create too many chances I mean they're creating a few but with the likes of Fraser, Wilson Callum and Harry Wilson in, in the team and Josh King it's you'd expect them to be scoring more goals uh, at the moment it's not quite clicking and like you say the defence is generally quite solid so I mean I think the first goal like it was at the weekend is just going to be so important to the game so I think Newcastle's defence is more than capable of shutting down a game so if they can get in the lead I think it'll be difficult for Bournemouth to break them down especially given the struggle in front of goal a little bit at the moment um, on the flip side if, if Bournemouth get in the front they're going into games confident they're not going to concede at the moment which is something they haven't really felt for, for quite a while they had no clean sheets at all and then suddenly they've now got three in a row so so they're, they're feeling like they're going out into games not going to concede so if they do go a goal down it's how they react to that and I think I can't see too many goals in the game to be honest I think it's going to be fairly tight um as, as you imagine most Premier League games seem to be but it's um, yeah it's one that I think they'll look at and feel they can they can get the win but it's, it, as I said I think that first goal is going to be crucial on Saturday and if you could tell Steve Bruce one man that he has to keep quiet on Saturday um, who is the star who is the star man for the Cherries yeah again it's, it's, it's at the other end where all the all the rave reviews have been I mean obviously it's not about keeping quiet, but I mean, goal Aaron Ramsdale has been a bit of a revelation down here. I'm not too much too sure how how many headlines he's getting around elsewhere, but he's coming to the side, haven't played in League One last season, and arguably been Bournemouth's best player this season in goal. And yeah, he's looked so assured between the sixes. I think England on 21s international, so yeah, to have such a young guy in goal was was a bit of a risk at the start of the season, but he's doing really well. And then, like I mentioned earlier, Kukanaka at centre back, um, are picking up a lot of plaudits as well. So they're they're the standout players, which probably explains the sort of lack of goals at the other end. It's say Ryan Fraser and Callum Wilson were the, the main two last year. Callum Wilson still scored five goals, but hasn't scored for a few weeks now. He tends to go in sort of spells really of, of finding the net and goes on runs of scoring and hasn't scored for a few weeks. So yeah, they've all, they've those two in particular have always got the the capability to turn up and, and do something special, but it just hasn't happened really too much this season. So in terms of yeah, ones to watch or stand-up players so far. It's probably been the guys at the back which have been the ones which have, the fans have been taken to this, so, this season so far. 
And from your perspective, uh, are there any Castaneda players that you're looking forward to seeing and that you would advise Eddie Howe? You know, you, this is the man that you've got to keep quiet from Newcastle's side. Yeah, I think obviously Sam Maximam is the one that everyone seems to be talking about. You'll see seen clips of him um, without watching whole games. It's not not too sure exactly how how well he is doing, but it seems he's he's quite lively, and a lot of people are talking about him, and he seems quite an exciting player. Which, yeah, and he's one I'm certainly looking forward to, to seeing how he's going to get on. Um, I mean, uh, at the other end as well, I like Lascelles at centre back. He's a very solid centre back, and I think he's someone that yeah the defence sort of builds around. So. I think they've got talent at both ends of the pitch. I mean, like I said, the last weekend's three goals at West Ham surprised me a little bit. But I say with the players they've got there, I suppose it is, it is always possible. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what Sam Maximum has to, has to offer. Really, looks like quite an exciting talent. Fantastic. And I always finish by asking the opposition right at their score prediction. So, Tom, uh, it's your turn. What do you think the score will be on Saturday? Uh, yeah, so it's a long old trip, so I think I have to go out there fairly optimistic, or it could be quite a depressing drive. So yeah, I'm <laughs> going to go for a, a two-one win to Bournemouth. Um, but like I say, I think it's if, if Newcastle do take the lead, I think it could be a bit of a different story. But yeah, I think uh, given the way Bournemouth have been playing and recently not lost in three, now I have to go for a go for a Cherries win. And I'll go for two-one. Fantastic. Well, this has been everything is black and white podcast. Tom, thank you very much for joining us. Pleasure. Thanks for having me on. We hope you've enjoyed this episode so far. It's sponsored by Hodgson Motor Group, the Northeast number one family-owned Toyota, Mazda and Suzuki dealership group. Please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast through wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm now joined by our Chief Sports Writer, Lee Ryder. Lee, thanks for joining us. Looking forward to Saturday's again that Newcastle um, should be looking to win. Yeah, well, I mean, back-to-back wins is is the order of the day really I think you know you look at the squad um, they haven't done that for for a while they need consistency and you know this is the ideal opportunity to sign up for the international break get those three points um, hopefully lift them into a really you know good looking position and then hopefully uh, you know after that they can build on it after the international break quite strangely Bournemouth come in on the back of a a 1-0 victory over my night and I say strange because like Newcastle going in that game, they hadn't had the best run of form. My night had come to their home ground and they win 1 0. Yeah. Again, kind of a, a good team performance, but also the case that My United are not the My United of old, but they'll come into this game full of confidence. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the win at West Ham should have done everyone's confidence, the world of good. You know, the first half, if they can reproduce that, then it would be brilliant. I mean, Bournemouth will play a different way. Um, so the chances of them you know being able to to get those one on one runs um are, are debatable but that doesn't mean they can't attack and that's that's the big sort of talking point among the fans you know it's it's not something that the the media just do to to wind everybody up the big talking point i mean you know rob lee was up here in newcastle uh, last night and he spoke about the entertainers um and how teams these days they're frightened to, to lose the game hence why we see teams parking the bus and trying just to yield out a point in a game you know they're, they're worried about losing um, I think Steve Bruce has had his say on this already this season and said you know to play the way the, the sort of Kevin Keegan manner uh, you have to have the players um, and I think 
he's probably got a point to an extent because you look at that Leicester game where Newcastle they played with a flat back four in that game uh, they tried something different they end up getting picked off by Leicester man sent off of course as well but lost 5-0 so you just don't want to endure too many ugly score lines. that's the sort of thing that gets managers a sack these days uh, and unfortunately it's about getting that balance and whether Steve Bruce feels that he's got those players at the moment um, that he, only he can answer but at the end of the day you know people like Alan St Maximin uh, Jero Willems you know there's certainly players that can hit teams on the break so they've got to make the most of them Bournemouth come up to Newcastle having kept three clean sheets in the last three games so it's not like you say going to be the easiest, easiest of defences to break down but I mean the way St Maximin played on Saturday you just give him the ball he's just going to he's hopefully going to have another good performance like he did down in the capital yeah I mean he's, he's going to run at teams all day it's just about that final product now um, I mean I've looked back on the two one-on-ones and as I said on the last podcast it's brilliant to see that in football um, and to be fair his decision making probably wasn't that bad he's, he's actually tried something each time to, to get it you know past the goalkeeper um, it's not like he's totally fluffed his lines They've end up being, you know, probably good saves by the keeper, and the, the, the keeper has read what, what was going to happen. Luckily, he's done it two times in a row, but hopefully, um, things fall for him a little bit more, and it'll be delightful to see him, you know, get a goal like that. But really, for me, it doesn't matter how Newcastle play in in many ways, as long as they can get these back to back wins. I think that that's probably the most important thing. That's what Steve Bruce will be looking at. If he can get a, an ugly one 0 win, he'll more he'll take that. It's maybe slipped under the radar a bit, but actually Newcastle's home form is all right. The performances, obviously against Watford and Brighton, not not brilliant, but actually the results, um, you know, was it that's three points, that's three draws and one win since the defeat to Arsenal, if I'm not mistaken, which is yeah, you know, it's not bad. It's not too bad. You look at it um, from Steve Bruce's point of view. It's been very difficult because he's come in. Um, on the backdrop of Rafa Benitez leaving, um, there was a lot of people who, you know, come out and said it. They, they said they didn't want to be Bruce's manager. That's that's what what a lot of fans said. Uh, he tr- has said that he would slowly like to try and win them round. Um, games like West Ham will be a, a great way of doing that. But realistically, uh, in front of your home crowd, you, you need to send them away happy. Um, they weren't too happy after the Wolves game there was a bit of a reaction and really it wasn't that bad a result against a decent Wolves team that finished high up the table last year so you've got to give um, a bit of credit where it's due I mean Wolves went to Arsenal last weekend and and did exactly the same thing so that they're not a bad team Um, for for Steve Bruce I think he'd love the last international break he went into it after beating Man United and it made it a much more enjoyable fortnight He'd be looking to do exactly the same this time around. Of course, we had that. You would ex- probably expect to beat those three teams mentioned. Um, just before we carry on, just to note that tickets are still available for our live talking on Wednesday, the 11th of December. All ticket proceeds go to the NFC Fans Food Bank. We have Lee, we'll have Mark, Kieran, Sean McCormick, special guest Simon Bird, all on the panel, along with uh, an ex Newcastle United scout and John Gibson. And that's 11th of December. Head, head to our website for all the details. Lee, you mentioned there the international break. Will that play a part in Newcastle's approach to this game? Will Steve Bruce be thinking, yes, a win, and we go in 
to the next fortnight on a boost and we can then look to build for the return match um, obviously after the national break is over yeah I mean he's got some players who probably need that bit of extra time to get ready Lejeune being one of them um, whether he'll be in the bench this this weekend we'll wait and see um, Fabian Shaw is another one who is is close but the last thing Steve Bruce will want is him going away with Switzerland um, and risking you know more injuries had it he's had a long year um, Fabian Shaw if you look at it because playing in the Nations League with Switzerland stuff like that um, they need to look after him at the minute they're, they're not under any pressure to play him because they've got fit defenders so and they've got fit defenders who are also playing very well in Kieran Clark uh, and Fernandes who both scored so no need to take risks um, give players that extra you know time to, to get fit by the same token it'll be a long international break for people like Sean Longstaff who's you know, suspended misses another game this weekend. He'll just won that ban out of the way, but now he's got another fortnight, and then he's still going to miss the game after that. But the positive thing for Sean Longstaff, and it's probably why he's got to keep in his head, is is that after this ban is finished, you know, we're more we're more or less going into the the festive period, and there's a lot of games. He'll be really fresh for for that time. So there is there's a lot of positives around the squad at the minute. And that you know that even the little negative things can be you know you can put a positive slant on them and certainly um, for Sean Longstaff to be come back nice and fresh for that international after the international break's done and going into that um, hectic festive period it'll be a real boost for the squad. You imagine though that the starting eleven on Saturday will be the same. I can't see any drastic changes if I'm being honest. Um, which could be more disappointment for Dwight Gale, um, fit, uh, ready to go, but unable to get in the team because, look, let's be honest, Joe Linton cost Newcastle a lot of money, £40 million. He played well against West Ham, there's no doubt about that. Hasn't Still hasn't added to that goal at Tottenham. Um, so Newcastle have got to, they've invested a lot of money in him, and they've now got to invest the time in him. And the other thing is, Miguel Almiron is such an outlet on the break going forward he's so dangerous goals are no goals he's worth having in the team because he causes havoc so Gale could have to wait even longer for his chance whether he can get off the bench a little bit quicker um, maybe get 20 minutes to half an hour remains to be seen Newcastle have been making a lot of substitutions um, late in games and that doesn't go down well with players who are trying to you know, get back into the team and impress but Mike Richards, you see him being on the bench on Saturday? Well, he was um, looked like he was in good spirits at the annual awards dinner last night at St James Park. Um, I believe he's been putting a lot of extra work in um, after training, lots of swimming. So he's pushing away. Um, it's just whether Steve Bruce is going to risk him. He'd be keeping cards close to his chest going into his press conference. But again talking about Fabian Schur, um talking about Lejeune you've got that that international break coming up now it's an opportunity to to really have a close look at people and, and, and get them rested up and see exactly where the fitness is um, and I think Richie you know could be one of them but 
he'd be knocking on the manager's door. It's against his old club at the weekend, Bournemouth. He'd be desperate to, to do something against them. So it's a hard one for Steve Bruce to manage. So just before I ask you for your score prediction, like you mentioned there you were at the foundation dinner last night. Rob Lee, David Craig, inducted at the Hall of Fame. I mean, two really nice guys. I mean, when you speak to David Craig, he's almost like, well, why do you want to speak to me? Like, well, I know I just played football and Rob Lee's equally as humble as well. I mean, fully deserved. Absolutely. Um, I mean, David Craig, uh, before my, my time um, supporting Newcastle, before my lifetime, actually. Um, but Rob Lee, certainly a player that um, just brings back fantastic memories. For me, as a supporter going up there, Rob Lee was a real fan favourite. Um, his name was chanted every game. He's a real symbol of the, the entertainers team. Uh, and everybody loved him and you know that that was the, the the vibe last night I'm just really pleased that the club have recognised um, him in a good way and you know put him in that Hall of Fame because he deserves to be there I think in the past the relationship hasn't been uh, as it as it could have been with, with Rob Lee he's had lots of harsh words to say about the current regime but he's also echoed what the supporters you know think um, of the Mike Ashley era he, he believes Newcastle can be more ambitious they can play in a different way they can sign different types of players they shouldn't be scraping around they should be being ambitious you know he said last night he just stood there and he just pointed around the place and said this is a huge huge club and, and one, once upon a time we had world class players and, and they really did they had you know Les Ferdinand was the England striker Alan Shearer was a world record by Tino Sprilla came across from Italy when Italy was the best league in the world by a long chalk and we signed him amazingly um, you know David Ginola Keith Gillespie you know Peter Beardsley the list goes on of, of the, the top top talent Newcastle United had and that's why it makes watching Newcastle so painful sometimes now these days because you know exactly what the club can be and Rob Lee's time at the club um, for me was probably the best time um, in modern history to support the, the team and a great night as well to celebrate the community work um, all the unsung heroes um, the average mm. man and woman and, and a child who you know would have been starstruck last night to be handed awards from the likes of Sean Longstaff and uh, Jamal LaSalle's just said it's a, it's a brilliant event and a brilliant chance to recognise those stories that we, 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 we might never hear otherwise no it's, it is it, the, the foundation credit where it's due have done some unbelievable work and some of them stories last night were were, were so emotional. Um, you know, people who maybe aren't as advantaged as as others um, in life. But you know, what new? I walked away from St James Park last night with a good feeling, thinking, you know, this is a community club, and you know, we need to, more events for me like that. Um, I mean, it's going on all the time that the foundations work, but. For, for people to, to recognise that and come up and, and use the facilities at the club like that is, is surely what it's all about. It, it shouldn't just be about, you know, the, the corporate side of things and, you know, the prawn sandwich brigade or whatever you want to call them. It should be for the people. And last night it was it was just, you know, the average people in there who, you know, want to to do something with their lives and, and that is a, a great way of doing it with the foundation. Great to see the players there as well and it just kind of re-emphasises that team spirit and how they they get it they get that this this is more than a football club this is 
so important to the city and it's doing things like that. I mean, sparing a night which can change the lives of a young kid for forever. Absolutely. And I think the players were, were given a time that they could go last night. I thought I think it was about 9.30 or something, but they stayed a lot later than that to, to spend more time with people and, you know, autographs, photographs, all that kind of stuff. And that's that's part of the, the, the life of a footballer, really. Um, and they were more than happy to do that. And I just think everyone now just hopes that they can, you know, put a run together and let's finally have some some uplifting results, do you know what I mean? In, instead of being on here every week and uh, <laughs> complaining about think how things could be. But look, at the end of the day, Steve Bruce, I think his heart is definitely in the right place. The players, you know, want to do well. That you know, you look at that league table; it's wide open. So hopefully, they can put a run, run of results together, and who knows, we could have something more exciting to write about. You set yourself up for a fall now, though, because I'm going to ask you your score prediction, and if it's not <laughs> a win, we might get some emails. Well, I'm confident. I was confident <laughs> last week. I think I did predict a win last week yeah. on here. I said it would be a narrow win, and. Uh, maybe I was going to be eating my words when they were three 0 up and flying, and it could have been you know three, four, five, but it did end up being an arrow win. Um, I'm not taking too much credit for that because it was just a, a late collapse at the end of the day. But I predicted a win last week. I'm going to predict a win this week as well. Um, I think Bournemouth are there. While they are a decent team, I think Bournemouth are there to, to be beaten. Um, and Newcastle really, you know, should be beaten these teams at home I'm not being disrespectful of them um, but I just think that that is a game where you can really stamp your authority on and hopefully everything goes well and the little things that maybe haven't fell for Newcastle in recent times um, we can all come together and Newcastle can get the three points well there you have it this has been everything is black and white podcast and just a quick word to head to the website where you can read an interview with Rob Lee about collecting now being inducted into the Hall of Fame and his views on uh, Steve Bruce and Newcastle United. And please remember to like and to subscribe to the podcast.